Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Welcome back everyone to yet another episode of the Bobo and Flex show. My name is Bobo and I am your host and I'm with the beautiful Flex, also known as Flex Mommy on the internet. Today is gonna be a long one. By popular demand, we are having another conversation about sex. And because we go on forever and ever and ever when we talk about sex, because obviously that's our favorite topic um we're actually going to split this conversation into two parts so first conversation will be us addressing things like virginity masturbation sex robots sexual trauma all the things and then in the second part of the conversation we'll be talking about we'll be answering your questions basically let's just jump right into it because this is going to be a long one Flex. Let's talk about masturbation for for a quick second, for a hot second. Let's do it. <laughs> when did you start um, masturbating? When oh. did you start learning about your body and like what you like and what you don't like, all the things? Super. I mean, not late, but I. Yeah. Yeah. I. I maybe I want to say when did I lose my virginity? We'll talk about that. Mm. Twenty, I think I was. So maybe. 19 i wasn't interested in the topic of sex oh not no i take it back i was very interested in the topic of sex my friends and i read a lot of erotica growing up and Mm. definitely like had celebrity crushes talked about sex and all those things but it never occurred to me to actually act on those things i didn't feel sexual desires at all right and I remember I was watching, I don't know what it would have been, some Drew Barrymore type rom-com where she's like under the covers or something and she like starts like playing with a clit and she's like freaking out because it's so good. And I was like, what's happening there? <laughs> like, and she was just like in this state of bliss. And I was like, this is, what is happening? Like, what is she doing? Yeah. So I remember Googling the log lines for the movie on IMDb <laughs> and being like, what is happening in this scene? <laughs> With Drew Barrymore. Like, what is she I'm doing? I'm crying. I love and how that's I'm, how you learned about masturbation. Absolutely. Drew Barrymore. Absolutely. Love it. I wish I could recall what film it was, but it, it was a very, um, it was a, a poignant time. So that happened. I Googled, I was like, what is she doing in this scene? And being mm. 19, I was like, what the fuck? Because in movies, you just see sex. You see penetration. Or you don't see it, but you people allude to penetrating. You don't really see a lot of masturbation. I wasn't right. watching porn at the time. I was very sexually removed in that area. Um, then they're like, she's masturbating. I was like, how do you how do you masturbate? Flex Googled. And then that would have started my, my journey. Ah. Wow. Well, so you started from a movie. A movie. Like uh, like all real millennials would. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I started this? from the orgasm gap, actually. Because I lost my virginity at 19. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, so clearly I'm not going to have an orgasm. Like, do orgasms exist? What are these things that people talk about? Right. Because the guy I was seeing, like, just wasn't, you know, it just wasn't happening. Um, so then I thought, well, let me try giving one to myself. And literally, it took days, though, for me to, like... Oh, it's work. Get it right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, it is work. Like, you have to find the spots. And still, even today, like, it takes some time for me to, like, settle in there and be like, oh, that's the do spot. Do you use toys or do you use your fingers? My thing. I tried a toy. Mm. I first started with a bullet. And, oh, useless. um <laughs> useless, useless. <laughs> point blank wow and then i graduated to an actual just like regular vibrator and i'm just not a fan right 
I'm not, I no, I'm a fan of the sensation, but not of the type of orgasms. And I also didn't know that there are different types of orgasms. Like, mm-hmm. there's your G-spot orgasm, there's a cervical orgasm, there's the clitoral orgasm. And maybe this is why we have an orgasm gap, because men don't even know this. Men will just, like, <laughs> finger you raw for 45 minutes. No and then be like... And then be like, but babe, did you come though? No rhythm, like... no clear expectation of what they're like, what they're touching or maneuvering. Just a general flaccid, flip floppy, thrusty motion. As of their dirty of... ass fingers. <laughs> you didn't wash your hands the whole day. Why are your fingernails black? And now you're inside. Get out of me! <laughs> oh, that's really interesting. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So that was my, my journey into like masturbation. But I also have periods where I just will not, like I am not for masturbation for like six months. Right. And then I'll get back to it and it's like four times a day. And like, that's all I like. That's all I'm doing for like a month. Right. So, you know, it fluctuates. I, yeah, I think when I was masturbating with my fingers, it was way harder like it was hard work I think why do you like vibrators because I, what is the hype because i like climaxing <laughs> and, <I> think, <laughs> <laughs> and also i like i like semi-instant gratification and the okay. frustration with using my hands fingers whatever is that i can feel my arm forever. getting sore if i lose the rhythm it's like i'm back to square one it just there's so much to be like thinking about and getting into the mood that I'm like, oh my goodness, I'm more concerned with like how long until my hand gets tired. Mm, um, okay. <clears throat> I I like the slower build of masturbating with your fingers. It's kind of like you've got to really do it with intention and it's a journey. But yeah. when you get a good vibrator, I'm not talking about the dildo shaped situations that you like insert into you and then hope it all works out. No, I'm talking like a clit stimulating vibrator sex yeah. toy situation that you can like build up the intensity. The spot is the spot no matter where it is. Like that it's like not just one orgasm, it's like two, three. I'm like back to back to backing. What I've never experienced this in my life. And I couldn't life. do that when I used um, when I used my hands. It just was like one and done. Now I'm a back to backer. So big fan of masturbation. Also, I found that a key um, a key component of dating for me mm. is also a lot of masturbating because I'm oh. of the belief if you date when you're horny, you make really bad decisions. You start to <laughs> bypass pink, red, magenta flags because you're like, I'm just trying to fuck. I'm going to fuck. He said yeah. something that's a little bit mis- misogynistic, but it's okay. Like, we're just trying to fuck. And it's, you can't, you can't think straight. I refuse to believe that when you're going through that's... these situations horny, trying to get that stroke, that you can also think in a really, you know, aligned way. So no, I'm with that. Yeah. Whack one out before you go. Your mind's on straight. You're not taking any shit. <laughs> and you can bail because you already know you can get that nut outside of this interaction with this common comment. Oh, my God. But, okay, in general, though, yes. do you think that masturbation has improved your sex life? Absolutely. Has it really? Absolutely. Why? I feel so initially when I was masturbating, it was more of an explorative thing, trying mm. to figure out what was going on, what was happening. But from a very tentative point, like maybe if I do that for a little bit, I'll come, but I'm not going to change positions because I know this bit works, whatever. When I started having sex for the first two, three years, I didn't know my body. I knew my body through interact, interacting with men, I knew my body through how they knew my body. So right. they'd be like, I do that and that makes you more wet. Therefore, that's what, you're, that, what, that's what turns you on. Or when I don't do that, you don't make a sound. So that means you're not turned on. And there's so much more to it than what turns you on, what doesn't turn me on. Right. I feel like I wasn't looking at my body as a vessel of my own pleasure until I started masturbating and understanding Ooh. that like, oh, you know, just because everyone thinks that your breasts are an erogenous zone, that must mean that when my breasts are touched, I get horny. It's when somebody else touches them, not me, perhaps, you know. Or, right. And I didn't understand these things until I had some significant time put into exploring my body. And you've got to understand, 
I think with the average hetero woman who's frequently engaging in sex with men and also masturbating, that mm. the hours aren't adding up. You probably spend, you might spend more time <clears throat> engaging in sex than you do masturbating. And that's bizarre. Like why, what time do you have to understand and learn your body enough to teach someone else how you want to be treated? Oh you know, there's no God. time for critical analysis when you're mid-root trying to get the nut and man's like, did you come to me? Like, I'm stressed, I'm stressed, be quiet, you know? <laughs> Uh, so I yeah I definitely attribute my sexual liberation uh, and exploration to using a vibrator because it also wow. it also uh, painted this idea of climaxing not as this like um, this far away really hard to achieve anomaly thing. I know how to make myself climax. That's the thing. So when I'm engaging in sexual relationships with a guy who doesn't know, I'm like, you just don't know my body like I know my body. Yeah, like so, Hitachi, but when you, know, you direct them, do they go? Like, does it work? It's not the same amount of pressure. And I feel like they're, like, direction is rooted in good communication and often the, it just isn't there. You know, mm. so, like, you know, that pressure, faster, slower, those aren't precise directions. You know, if, if it's kind of like, and I, have you ever been in a position when someone's giving you direction while you're giving them head? Yes. See... When I've been in those situations, I'm kind of like, your directions aren't making sense. Yeah. Like, use a bit more tongue. Where? <laughs> like, <laughs> spit. Where? Use two hands. Your dick's not big enough. <laughs> like, <laughs> right. <laughs> so I feel like there's, so there's a lack of precision when it comes to communicating. But even when I'm giving clear, concise direction, it's not matching up to the ability that I have to hold a toy and make myself climax. But it also showed me that there's so much pleasure to experience outside of the pursuit of climaxing that it's really important to me that I know I have that tool when I need it. Right. And then then I can enjoy the actual experience. There's been many times I've had sex and been like to the guy next to me, I'm just going to quickly, quickly finish myself off. Enjoy. No, you haven't. No, no, no. I swear no. down. I swear down. I'm wheeze. I'm having an asthma attack. Babe, I after can't yourself. do this. Look after yourself. Because what do I you just, mean? I, I feel once I understood that I would well, generally that women, hetero women, cis women are fucking who fuck men, um, are told that their job, or it's alluded to them that their job is to facilitate the man's nut. Be sexier, like, you know, suck his dick the way he wants to, ride him the way he wants to, like, make sure you moan because men love that, make sure you, like, do all these things. And by the time you're done, you know, doing your your three-part performance with the intermission, (laughs) you've forgotten what it was like to be mindful of your own pleasure. And sometimes it's hard to do both. Like, I feel as though for both people to be completely satisfied, both need to be completely selfless or completely selfish. There's no, there's no like wishy washy intersection. It's two selfish yeah. people making sure they both get their nut, or two selfless people dedicated to facilitating nuts. Anything oh, else yeah. is not going to work. And then I realized most people just aren't that interested in facilitating your nut like you are theirs, or vice versa. And so, why though? That, then why are you here? Like, what are you here to do? Because look at where people are learning how to engage in sex. You know, it's from this point of view where, like, this woman is this, like, great sexy vessel who knows how to dirty talk as well as she knows how to play submissive as well as she knows how to bust it wide open as well as she knows how to, like, take three dicks up her ass. Like, there's all these things, but none of that, like, there's no communication about what this man is doing to facilitate the woman's pleasure. That's why there's a female-friendly porn category (laughs) because up until recently they acknowledged that, okay, wow, porn is really not directed in a way that's yeah that's conducive to uh explaining or educating um men on how to facilitate women's nut and i often think it's i remember having this one conversation with this guy who came over after a night out obviously had a lot of coke and i don't know if you know (laughs) that when you when generally when men snort a lot of coke you get coke dick which is essentially when your libido skyrockets so your, your libido skyrockets you're like super super horny but you can't, 
you can't channel your like your 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 blood and all that to your dick and so it's kind of like your dick's like flaccid then it's super hard (gasps) then it's super flaccid then it's super hard but you're super horny and super aggressively horny that you just can't balance what you're feeling and then like oh let me take more coke because if i have more coke it'll just it'll you know it's this bizarre this thing. sounds like torture okay the coke dick is so real but it's like people use people like to have coke before they have sex because it makes it like charges your libido so you feel super horny but it also fucks with your erection so obviously a come over I'm had learning. heaps of cocaine and i was like this is it's 1 a.m obviously this is someone i've had sex with for a long time so i'm like very comfortable being like this is not working for me he was like trying to have sex and like you keep going from rock hard to like half <laughs> half limp. It's just the flow is not there. I'm not interested. He was like, Can I go down on you? I was like, you know what? I just am trying to like get my nut in and go to bed at this point. We've been at this for a like a too oh my long. God. Too long. And so Did he cry? <laughs> I genuinely need to know if he threw himself out the window. So I would have thrown myself out the window. Like I I don't know how else to react to that. So I'm like rummaging in my side table for one of many vibrators. I'm like, I need, there's a a particular one I'm looking for. So I get it out within, I want to say a minute of, of using the toy. I'd already came. Man said, is that how long it usually takes you? I was like, absolutely. So you see why I have very little tolerance for this whole, let's just ride it out, work it out. I want marathon sex. It's like a hard dick for ages. I don't want this in between. Wee, wee, wee. Especially because because we've had sex with each other for so long, it's no longer selfless sex. It's very selfish sex. It's very like, I'm trying to get my nut. You're trying to get your nut. The nuts, Mm. the pursuit of nutting doesn't intersect. (laughs) And so in that instance, I was like, you can't get your nut and you're not going to facilitate mine in a way that's going to be beneficial to me because right. I don't come from people going down on me for ages. It's not my thing. So Really? Yeah. I thought that was all of our things. Nah, no, I like getting head, but it's, it's, that's foreplay. That's not ending. I'm oh, not... to me, that's the finale. Oh, what? That's, that's the meal. Everything wow. else is just, yeah, no. Like, I think that's the only way, like, I will come. I'm a big fan and I think... This is the most <laughs> underrated part of sex. But someone who's really skilled at fingering, that is like, it's, that's an art what? form. I'm telling you, we've all stigmatized fingering from when you're young and like some grubby ass common boy with his grubby ass, dirty <laughs> nails is trying to like essentially scrape the inner walls of your vagina in, in terms of That's happened you. before. Absolutely. Yeah. And there's there's a small percentage of the population that I've encountered who just know how to make it work with a finger. I'm talking, you're like getting clit stimulation, G-spot stimulation, a consistent thrust, maybe three fingers, maybe four fingers. We don't even know, you know? It's yeah. just, it is a fine science. And with the right person, that is far better than getting head. I feel like a lot of getting head is misdirect- really? misdirected technique. Like, they alternate between the tip of their tongue to, like, the base of their tongue. It's just, like, flip-floppy. <laughs> They're not really aware of what tongue motion um, encourages what reaction. They're trying to but use their tongue. that's why you just give directions. Yeah, but I You're just, just like, no, 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 do that for 10 minutes and <laughs> do not stop. <laughs> I feel like the best part about getting eaten out is the enthusiasm and the desire to want to learn and try and... Um, yeah learn try and explore and i want to just be able to sit back and enjoy i don't want to be dictating the whole time it's hard it's too much work i'd rather if that's not what you're good at then don't worry about it just finger me and i can give direction then um i can't stand being fingered no not that i can't i think it's my least favorite thing like it's fine for like a casual like Oh, like we're at a restaurant, so oh, you know, that. like you can just finger me. Yeah, you know, you can do that, but like, yeah. yeah, I'm not, I'm not gonna like dress up and go to someone's house and only. <laughs> Why are you dressing no, no, no. up? <laughs> Why are you dressing up? You do not up? dress up for dig appointments. Oh my god, <laughs> we've got to talk about this. We have got to talk about. Excuse this. Excuse me, do you show up to <laughs> a dig appointment in a bonnet? <laughs> Do you know what? For the right dick appointment, I'm going to show up wiggless. <laughs> wiggless! Okay, so 
remember so we, back hold, in on, my... hold on, hold on, hold on. You show up looking like Aunt Jemima. Yes. He must rearrange your... I love that. That's my new energy from now. I'm going to show now. up as Aunt Jemima and you're going to rearrange my organs. Yes. And that's, that's, what, that's my up. energy. <laughs> Absolutely. Okay, so I remember very early on uh, in the early stages of like getting frequent dick. I was yes. all about the shave your legs, shave your, like shave your pubic mouth, shave your armpits, put on a face, make sure your hair looks good, wear an outfit, put your perfume on, but not in the, in the spot to be. I'm still get there, fam. <laughs> and then I was like, oh my gosh, this is so much effort for me to leave this house looking disheveled. Why can't I just rock up in max <laughs> a week? And, like, I just want to wear, like, a hoodie and, like... Oh, like, not even a hoodie, but just, like, a comfy outfit that's appropriate for what we're about to do. And just all of it. I'm looking at my legs now. I just had a look at my pubic mound and my armpits. All hair. And I don't even give a shit. Like, I just... I refuse. If I ever sleep with someone who's like, oh, why haven't you shaved? Or don't you shave? Or will you shave? It's not it. Oh, I'll flush him down the toilet. I refuse. Like, what are you talking about? But I'm definitely, I would prefer, if it's a dick appointment, even if it's someone who's like new, I prefer not to do the dress up thing. I'm very mindful of um, how catfishy I am. I think I photograph very well, number one. And I want people to, <laughs> number two, I want people to be attracted to me in my raw form, not me yeah. in my dressed up form. Because that is, that is a very, um, it's a tricky area. And I think a lot of people get stuck into that point where like, oh my God, like when I met him, I had like my 18 inch. Oh yeah. I still have those and, insecurities. hundred mm-hmm. percent. I still have those insecurities. You know, to this day, I will, I will not FaceTime my boyfriend. Like oh my we God. just don't FaceTime. And I, because I just still have those insecurities of like, but I don't look cute at 11 p.m. at night when I'm in my bonnet. <laughs> and then the lighting is bad. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? So my I dr- just. Yeah. Wow. I feel you. I'm working on it. But as far as body hair, mm. my energy is definitely like take it or leave it, fam. Because the thing with me is I'm the hairiest person alive. I am actually Absolutely. Chewbacca. So. <laughs> If I shave today, it's back tomorrow. It's back that so afternoon, really. So you just need to take whatever. If you're going to floss your teeth, then that's that's what's going to happen. You are going to eat whatever comes out this plate, fam. <laughs> and also, realistically, let's think about the people we're sleeping with. Also equally as hairy. So don't come check for me exactly. when your balls are covered with in halitosis. like 28 years of growth. <laughs> like, leave me out of this. <laughs> But also, I was saying to a friend that I think my dream date would be an environment where I can come through makeup less and just mm. close to what I look like when I wake up. Because I'm my most loose form. I feel yeah. comfortable. I'm natural. I'm not worried about like my contour smudging or my brows coming off. I'm just fine and free. And if yeah. you're keen then, then you'll only be more keen when I'm fully dressed up. I, that, I like that logic. But I actually really like performative romance. <laughs> yeah, we have discussed this, haven't we? We have discussed this. I like to, well, on a date, not long term. I don't want like long term to be every day, dressing up, et cetera, et cetera. But I like the like, oh, I'm going to dress up and we're going to live in this world for two hours. And after that, I'm going to go back to being Aunt Jemima. <laughs> Granted, that is... There is like a level of insecurity that because so for me, my biggest insecurity is my skin, like just like blemishes. Yeah. Like so especially as a teenager, I had severe like the most severe acne and I don't have severe acne now. But I get flare-ups, like, when my hormones are just being wild or just, like, I'm eating badly or I'm just really stressed out, which is right now. So my skin right now is not, you know, it's not looking fresh. And I, I'm i just, like, still triggered from my day, my high school days when people would be mm. like, oh, my God, we could play connect the dots with the spots on your face. Oh, my gosh. And, like, to, at my big age, I still cannot like i can't go on a date or a dick appointment without concealer on my cheeks like i have to conceal my spots you know what i mean and my brows my brows always have to be done and so that's like my minimum you know 
So I'm still like working through these insecurities and how they affect like my sex life, you know? Mm. Insecurities are a good topic to touch on while we're here. Yeah. A guy what are I was some... seeing once told me that his um <laughs> the thing he likes the most and least about me is that I refuse to take an L <laughs> and that I turn Love any it. perceived insecurity into a positive into a positive just because it's like I've got to live with myself for the rest of my life and I know there are certain things I don't actively do to quash my insecurities, so I just gotta like turn them into positives. The only thing I would have been insecure about, I think, would have been um my boobs. Because I'm like, fuck, they're really? so big and not perky. But that insecurity yeah. stopped when I was like a fresh 19 because turns out most people love big tits. Uh, so we can take... I'm, I'm like crying that you didn't even know that. I'm I, like, how? Even it took me a thousand years to wear a shirt that showed cleavage. So I was like, boobs are fucked. Like, they're just so big and they're everywhere <laughs> and they just don't ever leave you alone. But no, boobs were the least of my problems. If anything, boobs were like my my calling card. That was like my um Yeah. I'm yeah. like how sway. Literally. But I'm chill about it. And the thing to me is like I don't get a lot of sensation <clears throat> from my boobs. So I really mm. do have to exercise a lot of patience when guys linger on my boobs. Cause I'm like, I like I like <laughs> I like um I like being submitted to. I like being worshipped, but I'm just like sensation wise, like I don't have any sensation in my nipples. Like, it's just like, you need to bite them for me to feel like, oh, that's a spot. Re- Honestly, I have zero. Like, a but suckling, I love the... <laughs> a suckling looks cute, but in terms of, like, getting yeah. me off, it doesn't feel good. I Like, you worshipping me is the thing that's getting me off. The same. That's also for me, like, I have zero, zero sensation in my titties, but getting my titties sucked is my purpose of life. Like, mm. that is my reason to be. Well, that's, we, because... we acknowledge that first episode, get your titties sucked and have fun. Yeah, no, that's my life motto. Mm. Because I just feel like it's, I guess also for me, like, sex is very mental. Mm-hmm. Um, I also noticed this about me. I noticed that my eyes are always closed during oh, the entire stop process. That. Because, <laughs> what stop do you mean? That. Why? <laughs> because it's about like the texture and like the aesthetic. You know what? I, it's, su- it's such a like mental exercise for me. And I also just prefer it in the dark. Because I don't, like, I don't need to be oh. seen. Also, because, like, guys Ooh. just stare at you. Like, why? <laughs> I've never been A so guy will be staring in you in the eye. Now. Yes. <laughs> oh, my goodness. I'm, Boba, there are so many ways that we are so incompatible. Re- okay, t- explain to me why your eyes are open. What are you looking at, fam? Okay, what is go- there to see? Back to insecurities too, because obviously yeah. my huge thing is like my body in the sense that I'm very comfortable with my body. I like the way it looks and I am especially fine with it because I don't do anything to change the way it looks. Granted, mm. when I get this bag though, I'm definitely going to get a lipo of some sort just to like tighten up. How so do you my- feel about plastic surgery? I'm all for it. Okay. My Same. my only restrictions are budget budget restrictions, not um, yeah. not ethical moral restrictions. So my thing is my body, right? And so mm. I think I've spent my whole life getting to a point where I'm like, fuck, I'm just really good with what's happening here. So my whole thing is I need somebody who's going to come into my life and be like, yeah, I'm very into your body too. That's why I don't like people who aren't tactile sexual partners. Like I need you to touch everything, like grab onto a roll, like, yeah. you know, like slap a thigh. It's just, you know. And my whole thing is I feel like a lot of sex is unspoken so i'm relying on your your verbal reactions to right. validate me and so when all the lights are on and you can see everything i'm talking bad lighting i'm talking like lighting from up below down whatever wow if you can see my body in its worst form and still be turned on then we're on the same page here and i also would was realizing back when i was super insecure and it does really play out in your sexual experiences mind you if you're not Mm. fully secure with your body oh no it does is that i wasn't critiquing the people i was sleeping with i wasn't like he's so skinny he's so hairy right just never crossed my mind so i was like these people aren't doing the same thing to you everyone's just happy that you you find them attractive enough to want to fuck them nobody's like these girls are fucking (laughs) trash pests and I'm going to stick my dick in her and be revolted the whole time. No. 
<laughs> because we've all had that fear like we really have and it's so irrational it is it's honestly so, it is. so irrational and it's such a detriment to your pleasure as well like yeah how, and it, i could imagine if i was sleeping with a guy who was like oh like can we turn off the lights or like don't look at my this or like i don't want to do that position many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out my solution is plush care PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Because you'll see my this, I'll be like, what are you talking about? Grow up. And yeah. granted, like a lot of insecurity comes from a very legitimate place. I'm not denying the leg- le- the legitimacy of being insecure. It's just a necessary step for you to unpack that or share that insecurity with your partner, so they're on the same page and can like fuck you the way you want to in a way that's not going to trigger you. So I'm agreeing with you that a lot of sex is very tactile, and like that's where a lot of the pleasure comes in. But don't you feel that? the texture of it all is heightened when the lights are off or like when your eyes are closed <laughs> like why are your eyes open <laughs> i honestly feel like if i'm sleeping with someone their eyes are closed i'm like where are you hiding <laughs> what are you like what's happening that you can't open and take in the surroundings and granted when i used to this because guy the surroundings are distracting for- <laughs> This guy I used to sleep with for ages, like uh, a friend with benefits. He was just so hell-bent on transitioning our relationship into a romantic one that he would do things like look into my eyes as a way to connect. So I would just close them or like dodge his eyes. or be like, let's do doggy or something where I didn't have to engage with him in that way. But I definitely think that, I, again, I'm always talking about performing. And I uh-huh. often think that I like putting the responsibility on people to be completely present. And there's a certain onus that's on someone where their eyes are open and they're seeing you and they're with you. You can really be uh, oblivious <laughs> to somebody's experience when your eyes are closed. And like really? when your eyes are closed, I feel as though it's a very, it's like uh, you're putting up barriers. Even if you don't think you are, even if you're like, trying to tap into like your fucking central whatever it's yeah. a barrier if i open my eyes trying to connect with you on some on some shit and your eyes are closed like have you ever gone down on someone and looked up and they're not looking at you and you're kind of like oh okay yeah i'll just go <laughs> back to what i'm doing <laughs> or when you look up and they're connected they locked your eyes there's like a knowing yeah that's true there. that is it's true it's nice because someone is seeing you not just experiencing your body wow that's so, that so, is so my... should i open my eyes okay next time i'm gonna open my eyes and i will come back and update you guys on Thank how you that so goes much. bobo's gonna be a brand new bitch by the end of this year how does feminism affect you know our sex lives because i feel like oh, twitter oh, feminism oh, i'm gonna roast twitter feminism on every episode like that's what i'm here to do <laughs> twitter feminism is very much like okay men are trash and women are effervescent therefore as a man you owe me 15 orgasms i'm gonna lay back and not do shit and you still owe me an orgasm because i'm a woman and you're a man and it feels very much i feel like twitter feminism gets regressive in this place it makes sex feel transactional it makes actually all relationships feel transactional and all types of intimacy feel transactional because women are owed pleasure as opposed to like pleasure is a give and take in sexual realms how do you feel about like just the balance between taking and giving pleasure like as a feminist Uh, if you even identify as that yeah Great question. I'm definitely, I, while I do believe all relationships are transactional, whether or not you want to believe so, I don't Ooh, think... do you? Yeah, absolutely. Okay, we'll dissect Subconscious. That. I mean, like, if you even look at friendships, it's like the only time when you feel as though you've been slighted by someone is when they're not, they're not giving you the value in which you think you've invested into them. Right. That's a transaction. This, ex- this conversation is a transaction. 
I think often we look at, we say that they're exchanges and then they are, but a transaction is an exchange. Wow. Okay, fine. I don't think it's a bad thing. I just you. think it's, it's, yeah. the, it's the commentary it around is what, what a transaction is. is because we're so used to it being clear currency. Um, I don't, I think when you, when you uh, dive into a sexual experience, the idea that anybody owes you something that you could essentially give yourself is insane. Mm. often when you're coming from the idea and i feel like generally that that discussion is um it's regressive it's like who are you and why are you owed so much like you common girl with this common man (laughs) two common bodies coming together (laughs) you both should be grateful to have one another (laughs) (laughs) though i do understand um from uh from you know the school of men are trash that it feels frustrating to have to get into these situations and deal with someone who's a selfish lover and all those good things. But I often think that there needs to be an extent of vetoing before you go and fuck someone or Mm. a conversation that's had so you're well aware of what your standards for partaking in this activity is and then go from there. There's no way I'm going to not talk about the kind of sex I want to have and then vilify someone for not rooting me the way I want to. Men, people Um. don't owe anybody anything in relationships. So what I said before, I feel like we're coming from two schools of thoughts where both parties are extremely selfish or extremely selfless. When one party's selfish and one party's selfless, there's no harmony in it. It just doesn't work. Yeah, it it doesn't work at all. And I think also part of the, you know, the cause of the orgasm gap, we're just going to call it that. Yeah. Um, is also just like sexual trauma. Mm. I think like a, a lot of women are carrying their sexual trauma into their sexual experiences. And it's wild. Do you feel like you still carry around any sexual trauma from your past? No, I don't. But I have only realized how cooked my thoughts surrounding sex were maybe not recently Mm. but um you know the idea that I feel like I've been coming from a place where I use sex as a tool of power manipulation seduction (laughs) disarming as opposed to a tool of sensual connection and that in itself has been really um uh detrimental to the kind of sexual relationships I've been having with people because I think it's hard to remember for me personally as someone who views sex as an activity to look at the experience as something that forges like a romantic connection because that's not been my experience in the past I feel as though I've built stronger romantic connections outside of sex than I have in sex you know what I mean Mm, which also takes me back and I was reading listening to a podcast It's called The Future of Sex, and it was talking about how people aren't really aware of how much their first sexual experiences play into how they act out their future sexual experiences. It's so much as so as like, you know, what you know, what what first turns you on, or what what, you know, explicit magazines you had access to, or what the first celebrity you found attractive, or who they were, or what they did to make you find them attractive. There is so much more nuance that feeds into what you find sexually attractive or um, regressive than we think. And so when I think about uh, virginity and how that ties into it, I remember the guy I slept with, it was actually insane. My friend and I, I think it was New Year's Eve, and I was probably like 19 or 20, And we were like, let's totally go and root tonight. Like, let's do it. It's New Year's Mm. Eve. Like, why not? And we were at this club or this warehouse party, sorry. And we met these guys. And we were just like, you know what? They're, like, older and, like, they're super experienced and very forward. So we hung out with them the whole night, did some drugs or whatever. Went back to, um, to one of their houses and honestly, it was kind of like, I was like to my friend, well, which guy do you like? And she's like, I don't know which guy do you like? I was like, I don't really know. Like, it doesn't really yeah. matter. It was such a, a blase blah affair. And we weren't choosing our partner based on anything other than just like a fleeting preference. Right. And that really fed into how I looked at intimacy and romantic connection. And that could be a trauma of some sort, really, when you look at it. Oh, my God. So I've I, never thought of it that way. I'm absolutely. Crying. And then so when I was sleeping with this guy, he was like a very like sensual not even i like yeah sensual the kind of guy who was just like everything was like an erogenous zone like an elbow a knee toe like yeah whatever just a very sexually charged person and he was like very aggressive i mean more assertive very strong lasted for ages we were very like a 
butch, macho man. And so though that any sexual experience I had outside of that, I was like, what the fuck is this limp situation? Why are you trying to <laughs> hold my hand? Where is your, where is, like, do it with your chest, you know? Like, make me feel it. Yeah. <laughs> and I remember, wow. like, that feeds in so much to how I view sexual activities and that the more, the more, I don't know, the, the closer sex leans to sensuality, I attribute that to a serious relationship. That's why I want to experience um... that sensualness. Though I like you know, like a bit of, how do I explain it? Like if I'm sleeping with somebody new and they're trying to do the, the everyday make love, the hands clasps, the eye connection, I'm kind of like, but you don't, you're not connected to me. And perhaps but you that's are. why we're holding hands. If you don't hold my hand during sex, I, I'm leaving. I'm getting up <laughs> and I'm putting on my clothes and I'm going, like, what She's are like, you doing? over to book the Uber. He's like, what are you doing? You're like, yeah, no, me. like, what do you mean you're not holding my hands? Yeah. <laughs> But I mean, so and so when I look back to that first experience, I mean, is it trauma? Let me Google the definition of what we can. What is the actual definition of trauma? Of trauma. I mean, I think, and that's the thing. A lot of times, it's sexual trauma you don't know until after the fact, and after the fact can be years. You know. Oh, so much trauma is a deeply disturbing or threatening event. Okay, those weren't either of those, but you know, on the on the scale of trauma. It definitely has made me view, because even in that sense, like the person you like, who's your virginity to? It's got to be this big experience. And my friend and I were so blase, blah, we just like, which guy do you want? That guy's yeah. cute. That guy's cute. Okay, great. Like, and that's how I view most things. I'm like, what do you want, Lil? What wow. can you have? That's so, so, so that's fascinating. That's why she's a turbo bitch, because when I wanted it, I had it. And because I hadn't been, I hadn't been a sexual person before. I wasn't like thinking about sex, when to do it, how to have it. I was just like, oh, I guess I can do this thing now. What better oh, really? Be yeah, because That's between so that Drew Barrymore experience and the first time I had sex, that was like six months. You know, wow, it wasn't. There yeah. was so much I didn't know, and I was kind of like, well, I guess you just like everyone's kind of into you. Just pick a guy you like and you go with it, right? But I said to my friend. Um, we both agreed that we just wouldn't contact these guys again because we didn't want to lead them astray and make them feel as though um, it was more than it was. And granted, they didn't know. I don't think she was a virgin at the time, but I was. And so she's like, did your guy know? And I was like, he didn't really know. So he didn't know at all. He didn't mention anything. There was no blood or anything. But I didn't want to feel as though I needed to be connected to this person just because we'd shared this experience. Ah, and so I was okay. like, let's not like, let, I'm like, I'm not going to exchange numbers. I don't want to do the thing. I just want to be able to sort of like, uh, m- sort of like, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Like mull over it in my own time and see how I yeah. really feel about it without the, without the sort of like stimulus of this other person. When I tell you, I blocked this guy's number, but I ran into him screaming four different times <laughs> over the next year, random places like in a convenience store. We weren't even in, like, we lived in opposite sides of the city. At a convenience store, at a club. I was DJing an event once and he just kept popping up. What? And then I was like, this is insane. So that's a lesson in um, not being regressive because it will haunt you. But, um, wow. So, do with that example in mind, do you see, can you see how your first sexual experiences um, have played into how oh, you absolutely. view your sexuality now? Now that you've even said that, I'm like rethinking everything. I mean, the way that I lost my virginity was to like the love of my life. Like at that, I mean, oh. he later on turned out to be a fuck boy, but mm-hmm. he was, I literally thought like, this is my forever guy. This is like the guy I'm going to be with for the rest of my life. Like I literally used to make him paintings. So yeah, that's. You know, and I lost it in a very like sensual, like it was slow, like Ah. making love type of vibes. And now I'm thinking, well, that's probably where my preference comes from, that like it has to be everyday making love or else like, (laughs) is it even sex? But also I think um, the experiences I've had that were traumatic were always like rough, like it wasn't like... You know what I mean? Like, it wasn't, like, slow and sensual. I mean, the one that stands out the most was one that happened during college. So I, like, went to school in L.A. I won't say the name of the school in case they find this podcast and sue me. (laughs) But I went to the school, you know, university in L.A. 
And it's pretty much known as like the rape capital of like all schools. Well, that and like this other university here in New York. But basically, I was like coming back from a party and I was drunk. And this guy who was hosting the party like insisted on walking me home. And he then goes, he's like behind me and he like pushes me down onto this chair. And the way he did it was like he grabbed my neck. It was really like aggressive and violent. And to this day, I still have a thing about people touching the back of my neck. Like it's so triggering. And just like any rough movements like that, that are like swift and, you know, like I need, I I guess I subconsciously on some level have internalized that pain, the gestures, the movements. And I probably now associate not like rough sex, but like non-sensual, non-everyday husband, everyday making love. I probably subconsciously associate that with trauma. Yeah, absolutely. And I think like, these types of traumas don't really ever leave your body. What's funny is that every year, with the exception of last year, since the incident happened, around the time that it happened, I get this rash on the back of my neck. And like, that's just how I know that like trauma really lives in your body. Mm. And like sexual trauma, especially like we carry it around with us in ways that are so subconscious And it seeps into our sex lives, it seeps into our love lives, it seeps into like all parts of our intimate and affectionate lives. And like now I'm just mindfucked. This is why I tell people to do their Googles because that took me no time to come across. It was listening to 10 minutes of a podcast and I was like, oh damn, that makes a lot of sense. So No, 100%. But I also think that because I spent a lot of time trying to challenge sex the sexual norms I had for myself so not everyday missionary etc which probably <laughs> came from the fact that I was like oh my god I don't want to squash these skinny boys I'm rooting by riding them yeah. so when you, yeah so when I got over that you start to explore yeah what kind of sex you attribute to what connection and right. I am way more weary of people who don't want to have fun with me than I am of people who want to be a little bit more rough or a little bit more soft. See, and I'm the opposite. Mm. So that's so fascinating. It is. Because the first time I had sex was fun. Like, we were, like, laughing in between. And he was like, let's try this. He's like, I saw this in a porno, but I've never done it. Do you want to try it? And I was like, yeah, Yeah. let's try it. It was just fun. Wow. Well, okay. Going off of that, do you think there's a right way to lose your virginity? I think there's a lot of insecurity around the how of lo- and actually i don't even believe in the concept of virginity yeah, let's to be honest there. like but for the sake of this we'll use the phrase you yeah. know what we're saying yeah honestly yeah there's no such thing mm. um but do you think there's there's a right or a wrong way i'm very mindful that in discussions like this is where there's a dis- the distinction between me being very turbo and, <laughs> and you not being turbo and I think the advice I give is for my turbo people out there. Uh-huh. That if you want to do it, do it. And if you don't, don't. Yeah. Let's not over-intellectualize when and the why and how long Honestly. and where and blah, blah, blah. Just do it or don't do it. Because although, as we've discussed, the first sexual experience you have, outside of sex, mind you, is going to inform your experience way more than you know. There's so yeah. much... Um, subconscious like uh hypothesizing we do about what sex should be like and what should it should feel like and how good it should be and should you come and should you not come and should you let him do this and blah 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 but you don't know what you don't know and you have to try to get past that molehill i definitely think that there is a reason why virginity is um uh is such a barrier to a woman's a hetero woman's sexual liberation you know, Why? it's kind of like Why something a man is? needs to give to you or take from you or lead yeah. you forth. And, you know, the the quicker you get over that internalized misogyny, the better it is for you to start experiencing sex for your own pleasure. Exactly. Do it when you're comfortable. And if you're uncomfortable, then don't do it. But also just know, like, swear down the sex you will have for the first, like, experiences, partners, I don't know how like, you want to word it, it's going to be trash. I was and also going to say, it's going to be trash. Like, it's going to traumatize you, but you just, it's not going to like change your life. Like it's going to be a little bit uncomfortable for a little bit of time. It's going to be very anticlimactic. 
it's going to feel very limp. It's going to be a lot of like no talking, no moaning, no fun. It's going to be very action, action, action. And then as you develop your confidence, you'll, the flavor starts to come out. This guy yeah. that I swear I've been in love with for so many years of my life. <laughs> he's one of those ones that was like a person I used to sleep with and now we're good friends. He was one of the people I think, I, maybe like the fourth person I had slept with or something. And I swear the way my skills weren't up to par. Like I literally have PTSD thinking, I mean, I don't literally have PTSD. Let's just make the distinction. But yeah. I, I'm so cringed when I think about the sex we were having because I just wasn't like sexually experienced i remember yeah we had been out all day like at the club with a bunch of friends and i'd gone to his house and a bunch of people were there so i didn't really feel like we were gonna have sex so i just wasn't horny i wasn't thinking thinking sexual thoughts and like zero to 100 everybody left it was just us two and like in 10 minutes we were having sex and i was like i'm not even horny yet like i'm not wet and it hurts and i don't <laughs> want to say anything because i don't want to he's so much older than me and i don't want to be like a kid or anything and i was like oh Ow, ow. He's like, Are you yeah, okay? And age I was like, can yeah. definitely play a role. Like, and even now, every time I hang out with him, I'm like, fuck, I just think about how creepy <laughs> that was and how I just learned how to bust it wide open with expertise since. And I want to go back and try again so badly, but I'm hoping he's just repressed the memory. Yeah. Well, how do so you know that he sex- didn't have a good time? I like, don't maybe know. to him, that was bomb, Look. you know? And also, it pains me that my memory is so terrible because I just can't... I can recall the first time we had sex, but not any of the other times during, like, the six months we were seeing each other. So now yeah. I think maybe I did learn how to, like, bust it in a, in a way that was favourable for both of us. Maybe I didn't. But um, if I had known, like, the skills I would have learned since, damn, I would have just been... I would have been more receptive to just doing it and learning than being like, oh, I need to make the right moans and I need to um, just suck it up when I'm not wet and I need to, yeah. That's the thing. I need to swallow. Let's talk about swallowing cum. Um, Before I delete you, before I block you, (laughs) I just, why do I just know we're going to fight like this? I don't know if we are going to fight on this one. (laughs) Okay. Okay. So are you swallowing? Baba, why are you swallowing? Well, where else am I going to put it? Yeah! <laughs> <laughs> I just she don't... said, where else? Where else must it go? Like, where is it going to go? How did, <laughs> how did you know we weren't going to see eye to eye on this one? <laughs> I swear, I everybody listening would have been ass. like... Everyone listening would have been like, Boba does not swallow and flex guzzles leaders a day. Like, she's a she's a bad bitch. And Boba's about that life. And she just, like, no, bitch. I'm not swallowing. I need you to give me a 30-minute explanation. <laughs> you need to write me a dissertation explaining. Why would you, okay, what do you do with it? What are you doing with it then? Okay, really interesting. Are you putting it in a bucket? Like, are you moisturizing your body? I just need to understand. (sighs) Okay, let me let me paint a picture. (laughs) So, during the earlier stages of when I was uh, having sex, giving head was only like it was very mechanical sex in sense. It was like we hook up for a bit, then I go down on you, then you go down on me, and then we have sex, and then you come in a condom, right? Yeah. It wasn't until, like, months later when I was having more sex that I realized, oh, like, you can also go down on each other after you have sex and then go back to having sex and different whatever. And so the first person who was like, oh, like, can you swallow my cum, essentially? Can you guzzle and gargle my cum? Can I finish in your mouth? And I was like, yeah, whatever, chill. Not chill because my gag reflex (laughs) needs to be trained. I swear... It's like a mix of the consistency, which I'm not about. The way it's it salty. Spurts, it's so it salty. Spurts, like it's like hitting my. To- is it my tonsils that are back there? The fucking dangly <laughs> bit. It's hitting it, and I'm like, what? Like, I every day, every day I brush my tongue. I'm gagging every single day. Oh my so, god! And that was with a friend with benefits. So I was like, babes, like, come <laughs> anywhere from my neck down if you feel like you want to clean that up. 
but I just am not swallowing. And then I remember when I was in a long-term relationship, I was just like avoided it like the plague. I was like, I'm not going to talk about it. The same way you kind of don't talk about period sex. It's kind of like you just, some oh, people don't are you? cool with it. Some people aren't. Well, I was, I'm talking, I was younger then, you know, we'll talk about okay. that afterwards. Yeah. But I was like, <clears> if it comes up, it comes up. If it's not, I don't want to talk about it. Okay. And then one day he was like, hey, why don't, he's like, I want to finish in your mouth essentially. And I was like, look. The way my gag reflex and my taste buds are working, it's just not going to work out for me. And he was like, he's like, you don't have to swallow it. I'm like, well, where do I put it? He's like, I don't know, in the bin? And I was like, look. <laughs> <laughs> so literally, there was like a portion in our sex life that I literally would suck his dick until he finished, have the cum in my mouth and go and spit it out. <gasps> and I was like, terrorism. And I, <laughs> it honestly is terrorism. Because I said to him, aren't you more offended by that and he's like no it's like he's like the sensation that i get from coming in your mouth trumps the like disgust you have for it wow he's like if i didn't know you and you were a stranger who is like he's like i'd be way more offended but i know what your aversion to it is and he's like you're willing to beat me halfway so that's so chill but then it that's got to the point so i was like interesting. This, still like if the remnants are in my mouth it's like whatever but it also wasn't until I slept with this guy who said that um, he, his whole thing was he doesn't, he'll only, um, he doesn't mind if girls go down on him or if he goes down on a girl, but then kissing is ruled out afterwards, right? And he's like, that's why. That offends me. Literally, right? I will beat you. And he said what? that was the same. He's like, he thought we were coming from the same place. And I was like, I don't swallow. I'm like, no, I'll have it in my mouth. It's just that it takes a lot of, like, I can barely swallow, like, Panadol or, like, Nurofen aspirin. That's hard enough. So I'm like, the actual swallowing is the hard bit, not the taste. So we're not coming wow. from the same place. I'm not <laughs> villainizing someone for having come. I'm just saying it's going to literally, like, the, 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 it's gonna be painful like <laughs> i'm gonna struggle through it but i'm working on it because i've been i've been training my gag reflex i don't gag as much when i brush my tongue so we're getting there oh my god congratulations thank you so much it's been a journey and i've been it's been years in the making five six years in the making no next year you'll be swallowing oh absolutely i, j- I yeah, just yeah, yeah. know yeah yeah absolutely so we'll get there no, next year you'll be swallowing. And <laughs> I can't wait for your progression. I cannot believe that this is the like of we don't see eye to eye on most things, but this one I really thought there was a connection. It just you, blows my mind that like you'll open your eyes during sex, but you won't swallow. <laughs> you will literally wow. look a nigga down. I'm in your eyes. I'm looking at your scrotum, at your armpit. Your nipple, but you won't swallow. No, shook. I'm shook. She's no, like, you, I'm actually. I'm shook. surprised you didn't say you eat ass, but you won't swallow, and that is the <laughs> distinction we should <laughs> make. <laughs> that actually does kill me. Like it, you'll look, eat ass, you'll suck toes, but you're not swallowing. Okay. The sucking toes thing. I'd rather um have my toes sucked. Okay. But if you if there was really your kink, I'm sure I could meet you halfway on that one. That's hilarious. Maybe, I don't, maybe not a big toe, but the little one, sure. That is, wow, shook. <laughs> all right, all right, okay. Um, we've now reached the one hour mark. Wow. Wow. Why do we keep doing this? Wow. <laughs> wow, this was, this was interesting. I've learned so much. <laughs> I honestly am in awe. Wow. I, a conversation for, um, for the Instagram. So we're going to make a thread after this episode airs. So you yes. can like give us your feedback and ask any questions um, about myself or Bobo or our experiences. Um, but I want to know who spits and who swallows. Yeah, and I, I want to know too. I know a lot of you are like, I want to be anonymous and DM you. At this point in time, I'm going to start charging to answer DMs because I literally <laughs> get hundreds of DMs a day. And at this point, some of you need to be brave and get off your high horse and start having these conversations publicly. Like you literally, you know my sexual history, people listening. I know you've seen your faces. So if you can't tell me publicly on this thread whether or not you spit or swallow, then I don't know if we can be friends. <laughs> and I want you to know that from the bottom of my heart. I'm saying this is chest. Flex being a turbo bitch Absolutely. and giving you an ultimatum. If you can't tell you what are we? Some of your stigma around sharing your sexual experience in a public forum to strangers. I don't know if I can meet you halfway on that one. <laughs> and I'm judging you harshly. Yeah, no, guys. At this point, we are your fairy godmothers. Um, 
and this is just like if we're just all one big family where how, what are you shy about what is there to be shy about absolutely you know so well, yeah thank you guys for joining us on this beautiful conversation i hope you've learned <laughs> a lot i'm sure you have don't forget to follow us on Instagram at Bobo and Flex. Tweet at us, DM us, Instagram us, YouTube us, all the things. Don't forget to give us five stars on Apple Music. Give us a review because it helps us create more content. And don't forget to subscribe. Send in all your comments. We can't wait to have this conversation. We'll see you in the next episode. Bye. I forgot to say bye. <laughs> 